The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Well, government in recent years has lost some of its best managers to the private sector. I guess a combination of exhaustion, frustration and being relatively underpaid to what they could earn in the private sector, pushing many of those that can out of government service. Dondo Mohajan is a former DG of the National Treasury. He announced his plans to leave just over a year ago. And we'll talk about his current occupation in just a little bit. Dondo, do you, is there anything about the National Treasury that you miss? Are you pleased to be out? Uh, <laughs> Bruce, good evening and good evening to your listeners. No, 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 it's not about missing out or, you know, regretting anything. I, I did indicate that I, I I served with pride and honor and dignity and, and I left on a high note after serving 23 years. And and I said I'm passing on the baton to capable people with fresh legs, and uh, that's exactly what happened. With fresh legs, they moved on and they are moving on. And I obviously had to look for other opportunities in the private sector. And yes, I am quite happy now. Uh, uh, the stress level is not like before. It's different. It's a different stress. And yeah, I'm happy to be in the private sector. We'll talk about those stress levels in just a moment because being at the epicentre of the Treasury for as long as you were, you went through trials and tribulations. I mean, I'm doing some really rough calculations, but it means you would have joined National Treasury in roughly the year 2000. It would have put you there through 9-11. It would have put you through the boom years of the Mbeki era where economic growth was, you know, 5% on average during those years up until the global financial crisis and then through the Zuma years and then through Nene and and then it just, you know, things went from bad to worse to crazy to nuts to hopeful. Um, and, and so it must have been a massively exciting period um, to be in the National Treasury and maddening and frustrating at the same time. Look, I started in August 15, 1999, to be exact. Okay. Um, yeah, those were interesting years. Uh, growth was high. Uh, uh, you know, tax to GDP was at its best those years. And yeah, I think Tabon Becky and Trevor Manuel, uh, there was a good relationship between the Minister of Finance then and the President. And, and that's a good recipe, by the way, for a good, successful government. When the President and the Minister of Finance are at Eden, as Titon Boeni would normally say. And yeah, th- those were the good fortunes for South Africa those years. And yes, you're right, I lived through, I mean, I served under four different ministers as DG, uh, Maluski Gava. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, so in the five years, I had four ministers, four different personalities completely. And, at the, you know, at the same time, you, you had you had COVID. At the same time, you had, uh, you know, low tax to GDP. You had, uh, you know, the deficit was among its highest. So I had to oversee all of that. And But uh, the grounding that I got in the late 90s and early 2000s, I can imagine uh, Bruce really prepared me for that. And that's why I think as tough as it was, uh, we were able to sail through with the colleagues of the Treasury at the time. Of Malusi Gigaba, Inokorongwana, Tito Boweni, uh, uh, and um, who was the other one? Uh, oh, Tlantanene. Who, yes. who did you enjoy working with most? <laughs> I, I can't particularly pick any one of them because <laughs> each one of them have their own style. I, look, Nana, I worked who's, with him for whose years. Style, whose style suited your style most? Let's let's make it less uh, let's make it less look, emotive. Uh, 
both Enoch and and and, and Malusi Gaba, the style suited very well because Nene's style was a bit different in that he he would let us do the work and and he would give us a space. But I, I wanted a challenge, a political challenge. I wanted more interaction at the level, but because of the way treasury were in early days, and so he gave us a space of officials. With Malusi and Enoch who debate issues, and even Titombo, you know, debate issues more by the time it is, it is final, it's finalized, finally dished out to, to, to the public, it would have been processed. But look, each one of them had different stars. Yeah. I enjoyed each one of them. And by the way, Bruce, previously I was Praveen Gordon's chief of staff. Yeah. So I, I can add him on there if you want to. And and previously I also worked you know, in the treasury, though I was a bit junior at the time. Uh, middle management with several manuals. So I've experienced all of them and, uh, and I work and, very closely with all of them. No, no, and you're missing one. You're missing one. You're missing No, this. no, no, no. I did not work with uh, <laughs> Desfran Royal. Were you off that weekend? No, no, no. I was not off. <laughs> Many people were off that December. I was among the Yo. senior, most senior people. I was <clears> part of that Friday meeting that, that didn't last yeah. for an hour, far less than an hour. And, and and we met him that Friday morning, and that was the first and the last we met him as Minister of Finance. So by the time Monday came, Pravin Gordon was the minister, if you remember. So I, 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 I don't count him because I had, we were in a boardroom less than 30 yeah. minutes with him, and that was it. So I, I wouldn't, I, I don't count him as a Minister of Finance. Uh, what's because it, what's he, it like? He was not. What's it like, though, being in the belly of the beast, inside the most pivotal government institution in the country, alongside the Reserve Bank, alongside others, of course, there are many important institutions of government, but National Treasury is where the buck stops. And you've seen crazy play out in front of you. Hey, And you've seen crazy play out in front of you. What's it like? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough being the belly of the beast. Uh, having to make tough, having to say no to many decisions that would have made things particularly worse. Uh, I, I remember when when the 350 rands grant was introduced. Uh, it was very tough. It was. It, you know, it's not something. We, the numbers did not add up. It was not going to be easy. But negotiations around that, from from the you know at some point, we were taking a far a bigger amount more than 350, but we arrived at 350. But I knew that, you know, negotiating at the time, with, with, with it was not going to, my, my colleagues in Treasury, my, my DDGs were not going to agree with me. But I had to give in. I mean, I had to give in uh, to, to the 350 uh, because at the time we had, you know, the, the, the stimulus package, it was, uh, it had to be a, a sensible package that, that when South Africans interact with the package that the time we're putting out, they, they would be happy. But I can tell you that was one of the most difficult things to do, knowing that the economy is not doing well, knowing that the tax revenues are not coming through, and knowing that literally we're running on a huge deficit. So, uh, but it was it was one of those tough decisions, and 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 we, we needed to, we did a lot of creative, uh, you know, I don't want to call it creative accounting, but we did a lot of footwork to really make it work. And yes, a few less later, when we look back, yeah, we, we did make it work under very very difficult situations and circumstances.
But for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The money has to come from somewhere. You either have to borrow it or you have to earn it or you have to take it away from spending elsewhere. And there's so many demands on the fiscus. Um, and you've got different government ministers pushing their particular agendas. You've got a health minister pushing oh, for yes. NHI. Oh, yes. You've got, you've got um, yes. labor ministers pushing for opportunities for labor. You've got everybody is wanting to grow their slice of the pie to make an impression, to show success so that they can be um, promoted within the government structures and you know everybody's eyeing oh, yes. potentially the top job i mean this is when when you're a professional within that environment and you then have got to say to somebody who's on a political trajectory no it must get quite feisty i think is the word i think yes it was it was feisty in most cases it was feisty uh, you know uh, but but I, I must i must really you know you know applaud all of these four ministers that i worked with in the era era that i worked with when we needed them to stand firm on a matter uh, that we totally could not do, and they, they stood, they stood with us as officials. I mean, they had to remove their political head when they had to, in order, in order for a proper correct decision to be taken. All four of them, uh, and and in on various cases, various instances. So, so because once you are in that role and you are a minister of finance, you you tend to look practically get things you, you you don't you don't assume certain things it's what matters what's in the bank account it's what matters how investors will look at you when you go out there and raise money it's the pricing of the loans that you get that matters and when all of these don't matter and don't come together then you are able to say no which which we are able to say no when clearly it didn't matter we were able to say no if you remember uh in in the early days and I was still a DDG at the time, and the former DG, Lungisa Fuzile, we were able with him to say we cannot afford the nuclear build program at the time because it was totally unaffordable based on the estimates that we're working with at the time. And that's, so that's these what are got, uncoms- yeah, that's what got Atlanta Nene fired so famously on yes, 9-12. Yes, yeah. yes. There are yes, consequences yes. to all because of this stuff. We, yeah, consequences, but, but then, then when you look back, when you look back, you are able to say, it could have been worse than the way it was. Uh, it could have been worse. So that's what I'm saying for all of these four ministers. I had to say they they did what they had to do under very diverse circumstances. Obviously, the colleagues that we're working with. Um, so, but I, 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 you know, we we tend to put the politics aside as treasury officials. I mean, a, a treasury official, Trevor Manuel used to say, you, you know, you, you have to be hated when you are a treasury official. I remember. <laughs> We went to Northern Cape one visit, and he says, mm. they must feel you. Uh, he was talking to Gulam Akawari at the time, was the MEC for finance. says, they must feel you. They must they must hate you. Because when you really say no to a decision that you know has got a, a very negative uh, you know, impact on, 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 on the fiscal, so on the budget of the, of, the, of, of the country or of the province. So, yes, you, you won't be like finance people generally are not, are not favored yeah. people in any business, in any organization. Because we, we tend to be the guys who count the rents and cents and say yes or no. Let's talk about your transition. Did you have a job when you left National Treasury or did you start job hunting? When you no, left? no, no. I had many offers. I had many job offers. I had many job offers. Uh, I started indicating uh, a year in advance to say um, I will not be serving in, in, in any further than my contract. I remember, you know, Godongwan was still the chair of the... I used to talk to him quite often. Him and I come, we've got a 20-plus year relationship when he was still the MEC of finance and I was 
the budget analyst for the Eastern Cape. I, I, and I remember two or so weeks before he started as minister, I didn't know he was going to be minister of finance. In my usual consultations with him, I would go to downtown in, in the east, um, you know, in the south, sorry, uh, in Meerdale, we'd meet at the Mag and Bean there. It used to be, I used to tell me his office and I had to say, so I went to him, I said, uh, you know, Chair, you know, I'm, I just want to inform you that I will, I'm, I'm, I'm believing the treasury. Uh, when my contract ends and I gave him my reasons and I said how tired I was and, and how important it is that someone with new ideas must come. He kept on saying, no, you can't leave. I said, no, I have to leave. And, and, and so, yeah, but that way, yeah, you know, was a good indication and signaling. And by the time they, you know, I started talking about it, I remember it was on 702 on Clement Mayatela show when I said, I'm finally, I'm you know, giving the, yeah. I have to give the baton to someone else. And, and that's when firm offers were coming through and I started so, to okay. enjoy so, a whole lot of so people. You had lots of offers. You chose an interesting company. I'm going to call it interesting. The yes. Moti Group. It's a privately held family business enterprise. Anything between 200 yes. and yes. 250 companies, mining, properties, logistics, and aviation. Why did you choose the Moti business? A private family enterprise that draws quite a lot of negative media attention. Why did you choose them? You see, I mean, I, I said to Zunei at least 18 months before June last year, and we used to chat and, and used to jokingly said, my brother, please, you have to come and uh, you know work with us. Let's do great things. And, and at the time, you know, we we're talking about this African hero idea. It was still an idea at the time. You know, and and you know how we want to begin to change, impact people's lives in the continent around uh, health and education interventions and many other interventions, and and it, it made sense. It's something. It's an easy thing that I was going to do. I mean, I, I've been I've interacted with governments in Africa and around the world, and that was naturally going to be an easy area for me, an easy area for me to work to work. And I say, oh no, let me think about it. And families obviously will come together sit during dinners, endless dinners and meetings and informal conversations and prize, etc. So, but then then, then he, it became a serious conversation. He said, look, I mean, I, I, I think you, you, you really have to consider this. Uh, I, I want you to help me, you know, mentor my, my, my young boy, 24-year-old Mikhail. And, I, you know, I've looked around South Africa. I've looked around all of my other people, our friends. I think you you can be the right person. Uh, you know your reputation. You know the things that you've done. Uh, you know the, the 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 way you ran the country's finances. I think you can come in and and let's do it together. Come and help me corporatize the environment. The family group come and help me restructure, reposition, re-engineer the business, and and you can do it. You know uh, and rebuild. You know where yeah. the building. The, 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 and and I said, look, I mean, I'll I'll look at it. I'll. I'll Finally, I decided. I decided when he pleaded with me and say, it's unacceptable. And, and in April last year, and, and it's not a secret anymore now, that at the time, APSA closed their bank account. Uh, APSA mm. closed, uh, you know, uh, uh, his, one of his son's uh, two-year-old bank account. And, and, and I felt, and as a parent, uh, you know, and, and we used to talk a lot about our sons and, and my son and his son, almost the same age, and, and we were very close. Uh, you know, even when my son passed on last year sometime, he was very, you know, next to me all the way, you know, and we tried. And as a family man, he, you know, you know, he sat with me and said, don't do, you know, please, I mean, 
you know, you family is important and for you, yes, and for me. My son's, my two-year-old son's family, I mean, account has been closed by APSA. Why? I don't know. They can't give me reasons. And I said, look, I mean, this was April. Yeah. And, by, you know, by June, I said, look, I mean, I, I will join you. And, and we agreed. And but then talk, not talk, only am talk, I coming in. Talk to me about reputation. Uh, yes. Because. Yes. And, and For me, again, reputation is something. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's, sorry, let's, sorry, when I when I do any research on the multi on the multi business, and I can't put my finger on anything specific, but this is the sort of stuff that comes up. It's referred to as the controversial businessman Zunaid Moti. Absa closes his yeah. accounts. There's a huge amount of noise around the Moti group. There was a guy called Clinton Fanika who was arrested at King Shaka International Airport, possibly after you joined. Um, because he was for theft of information. And I don't know if formal police charges were filed or somebody got a phone call and said, pick up that guy. There was also an allegation. Amar Bungani published a claim that Zunaid Moti had fallen out with a business partner, a guy called Fricky Lutsky, who claimed that uh, this guy arrested at the airport for Nikark was in possession of hypersensitive information, evidence of corruption within the Moti group, and he was going offshore to go and take this information offshore. All of this sort of stuff. Does it bother you? not bother you that it, it doesn't bother me with, at all with, with with which you're associated and the family is regarded it, as highly controversial why does it not bother you it, it doesn't bother me at all i mean i mean um i asked certain people i said have you met Zunate? have you sat with him um have you have you had a chat have you had coffee with him? most people haven't they just see someone who's driving a bentley driving around downtown Sandton drive and that's all they know about him followed by a group of security. They don't know why he's got security all the time with him. They don't know the details. All they see, they've got perceptions of this man, and, and that's what some people know about him. Some, is, some, and then, links, then there's a lot of... No, I'm coming to, to that. I'm coming mafia, to the reputation. All no, sorts of stuff, yeah. I'm coming to all of that. That That mm-hmm. is also something he has explained it many times, and I'm not here to defend Zunaid in terms of what he has done or what he has not done. I said, I know about you, Zunaid, when we spoke initially. I said, I know everything about you. I've checked you out. I've checked the business out, and, and I've checked. I mean, you're paying your taxes. You, 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 you don't have a criminal charge. You have not murdered anybody. All of that. It's things that, obviously, my own college due diligence before I joined, long before I joined. None of those things. And I had to ask. He was detailed enough. Uh, you know, over those endless dinners I was talking about to be, explain every detail of, of, of anything to do with the diamond, to do with Russians, to do with Interpol, to do all of those things. Many, many of those things, as we now know, after, uh, you know, now that it has gained prominence, were all lies in terms of uh, him having stolen a diamond or him having been arrested. But, but, because but, we but all know that Interpol... But by, by, by association, though, Dondo, by association, if you are meeting Russian mafiosa, um, and, and and you're getting in deep enough to be accused of stealing their pink diamond. This was a 500 million rand pink diamond. I mean, geez, you've got to have kahunas to do that. Some say it's 50 um, million. Some say it's five. Uh, so there's no, yeah. there's no truth about that. That's why. But let me tell you about reputation, which is something Please. that I've, I've considered. I mean, you, you, you know, I asked people, I said, okay, on the 8th of June, 2022, I'm the DG. Um, the JSE throws a nice party for me, farewell, everyone is there, everyone who's in business in South Africa is there, the JSE function. On the 8th, I'm a bad guy who has joined Zunate, and all of a sudden I'm a bad guy. And that That's not on, that's not how I think people should view. 
fundamental in my own belief systems, uh, you know, Bruce. I can't look at you and hate you because you 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 share, you know, you are you've got a particular surname or you look like no, but, a criminal but, but here, or somebody. Here, said, but here's I, a, it's about perception. It's all about perception, and whether or not that perception yes. is fair is something completely different. When I've said to people, oh, "We've got Dondo Mohajane," and oh yeah, where's he gone? Oh no, he's joined the Moti Group. I thought Dondo was one of Everyone the good guys. Everyone does that, and I'm happy when they do that. Everyone okay, does why? that. Why? Oh, Dondo, why? Because they've got a view about Zunate. They've got a view about the business. And Zunate and I said, I said, Zunate, you know, I know you're worried about family, your son, and the legacy of the Moti family. And I, if you want me to help you, I will help you. I will help you fix this. But there are certain fundamentals that we must agree. We agree up front. That's why there's a clear separation now. There's will a clear separation in the group. Dondo, will you There's walk? If, if, if you are uncomfortable, if you in the process, because it's been a year and it's a massively complex, yeah. many structures, many relationships, and I'm sure not all of them you've, you've even been able to penetrate yet. But if you come across something with which you are uncomfortable, are you resolved enough to walk away? If I'm, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave if I have to be, I've come something that that's uncomfortable, that's me, that, that's not in line with my belief system and cultural value, ethical value system, then I'm going to immediately leave. But he has given me the opportunity and the latitude to open up the business, focus on business things that matter for us. I, I'm, I'm, I said, you have to step aside. Uh, that was a condition. I step aside. I can do it. And he did step aside. I said, you'll handle whatever you did in Zimbabwe, uh, in the Chrome, he's doing that, on the Motikas, he's doing that. I'm, you know, when you look at the group, as I said, I'm rebuilding, restructuring most of the businesses. Uh, today, for instance, I was in, 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 in Drakensberg. There's a property that we own, the Nondela Drak. Uh, the opportunities for partnership and for merging with other businesses, that's one of the things we're doing. So I'm saying to him, I will focus on the South Africa operations, on what is essentially key core motive. You handle the Zimbabwe operations on the Chrome side, and he's doing that. No interference in terms of where I want to go. And I'm happy that uh, you've got a team of professionals there, same, almost okay. in the same professionals that I used to have at Treasury, who are helping Dondo. me steer this new ship. And I'm comfortable. And I'm not shy to even tell people, Bruce, that I work for Zunate. There's I'm a big billboard. For, there's, a big, there's a big billboard on Santa oh, Drive. That one. <laughs> You're famous. Yes, I mean, it's public. He, he it's says, public. welcome. Which is good, it's okay, but, uh, you know, my view is about, uh, you know, black business. Okay, let me say this. Don't know, we're out of time. We're out of time, and I'm so uh, sorry that we're out of time. It's the the curse of commercial radio. But, Dondo, thank you for chatting to us this evening. Thank you for making your case, and thank you for talking to us tonight. Dondo Mohajan, if you want to know what he looks like, drive, go down Santon Drive in daylight, because it might be dark at night, but you'll see the massive billboard. A year into his appointment, welcoming to the business.